Good morning, fellow Sovereigners. Today's little chat is going to be more than two minutes because the explanation is quite simple, but I'd like to give context around it, and the context itself could take a little longer. I'd like to use two practical examples just to embed what I'm saying. Uh, the two practical examples that came from yesterday. So it's about our decision-making. And before we make a decision, we have to make another decision. It's about which of our two decision-making facilities we use. We've got two of them. And most of the time we use ego. And ego has this amazing memory. It never forgets a thing. And so, for example, if I'm a woman and I've gone out with a man who wears Birkenstocks and he does me wrong, <laughs> he breaks my heart, he does something bad, I might make the decision that I'm never going out with a man who wears Birkenstocks. Or if I, I might go out with a woman who wears Chanel number no. 5. And so every time after that I smell Chanel number no. 5, I go, ah, ah, away you go. Um, and so this man with Birkenstocks or this woman, new woman with Chanel number no. 5 might be the soulmate, might be the perfect person. But because the ego remembers the last one, and it might be 40 years ago, the ego has no time scale. And so we decide against things in our best, in our, that, are, that could be in our best interests because the ego remembers something from way back. And for example, we might have learnt, so the ego is great, it has a great um, purpose. Let's not deny that. It helps us remember stuff. We learn to tie our shoelaces. The ego helps us remember. So we don't have to get taught every day, every day. Excuse me, I'm sitting on the gravel and the stones are moving. <laughs> Whoops. And... We learn how to use a knife and fork or chopsticks or whatever. We don't have to be taught every day how to do them and thank you to the ego for that. We learn how to ride a bike. We don't have to be taught every day how to ride a bike. Thankfully the ego helps us do that. And so sometimes the ego gets a little overprotective. And there might have been a moment when we tried to learn how to ride a bicycle. It might have been a bad day or a bad someone who wasn't very good at teaching us, but we couldn't get it. We didn't didn't couldn't figure out how to ride a bicycle and all of our friends are hopping on them and off they go. And, and so in a moment, in a one little moment, we decide I can't ride bikes. And the ego remembers the decision. And that decision becomes our truth. And so for the rest of our lives, I can't ride bikes. And so I don't try, and so on. And so the ego holds the memory. And it holds us in captivity to decisions we've made a long time ago. And whether that's about food choices or whatever, all sorts of things. And so the memory, the ego, is helpful because we don't have to keep relearning really basic stuff, how to drive a car and all that sort of thing. We just get in a car and go without thinking. That is, it's a brilliant 
capacity, facility. However, the ego does not know our future. What does know our future is what the Course of Miracles would call the voice for God. But VFG is not a word, is it? Anyway, so I call it the voice of God, which means vog, which can say is vog. Or you can use any other word, intuition, gut feeling, spirit, whatever, God. Um, whatever it is that's bigger than us that does know our future. And we all know that that's there, but most of the time we don't click into it. We don't, we choose not to choose it. So before each decision we have to decide are we using ego or vogue, ego or intuition, ego or gut feeling. And so just to give an example, well, <laughs> um, Narelle, if you're listening to this, you will well remember that me, my last probably three years, I've been out of my power. I've been trying to work out where do I go, what do I do with my life. And the reason I was out of my power is I was trying to work it out logically. And logic doesn't mean... Logic simply means that it worked last time. And logic is simply the ego's way of saying this fitted last time so it will fit next time. So I was using my ego to work out should I live in New Zealand, should I live in Australia, should I, yeah, what do I do? Um, and so <laughs> Narelle and I had lots of conversations and I just got myself stuck in ego, trying to work it out logically rather than using intuition. And I don't know, but it's always possible that I would have ended up doing exactly the same thing as I've done, either using uh, ego or intuition. But if that's the case, then I would have done it more, less stressfully <laughs> if I'd used intuition. So I'd used a lot more unnecessary stress. And I might have made different decisions. So anyway, yesterday I went to the dentist and I thought I was going to get a tooth out because it was incredibly painful and I found myself having to make two decisions and they ended up being far-reaching decisions they started with a tooth so the first decision was I thought just get this thing out anyway she was very balanced she wasn't pushing the dentist wasn't pushing this or that but she was explaining there's two alternatives. There's extraction, which is cheaper, done, over with, or there's root canal. Now, I have heard so many negative stories about root canals, and everyone who's experienced them has said, never have it done, and it's just it, problems go on and on. And I've heard apparently root canal is the worst thing one can do in one's life. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had one, but all I've heard is bad stories. So, what does ego do with that? It does. Root canal equals bad. Don't do it. <clears throat> so that's how what I had in my mind. And as soon as she mentioned root canal, I went, oh, no, 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 just get this thing out. And I thought, no, no, stop this, Philip. Stop this ego stuff. That's other people's experience. Their root canals, their dentist, their particular state of mind, their particular teeth and mouth and health and everything else. This is unique to me. And I need to make a decision, a balanced decision from Vogue, my voice of God, let's say. And I weighed the two up and I held a root canal and I held 
extraction, and somehow root canal was lighter. It just felt peaceful. And so I decided to get a root canal against all my um, best advice from ego. No, 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 no. And it'll cause all sorts of problems. <laughs> Your mouth will fall out. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so that was one decision. The next decision I found that I had to make was that if I got... So what they do with the root canal, they dual... There's... The nerves, it's a bottom tooth, and the nerves basically have a top, and there's, they go down. And so what they do is they they drill down to the top of the, the root of the nerves, and then for each nerve, they have this tiny, thin file that they just file down, 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 down the hole. <clears throat> and, then, and then they fill that up with something just to keep it, I don't know. And then in three weeks' time, I've got to go back and have that, whatever it is in those holes, taken out and solid stuff put in there. Um, whatever you call it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a dentist. Ah, I thought, three weeks. So where I'm at now is that in one week's time, I was going to start a house sit up in Tauranga. So from... A week's time, I have got solid house sits booked through to the 27th of September. So suddenly I have to decide, do I get a root canal or do I do those house sits in Tauranga or the Tauranga area up till September? <clears throat> and that's a huge decision actually. Because when I first came, when I came back from Australia to New Zealand, I had decided I was going to go back to the Bay of Plenty. Why? Well, because my ego decided. See, I was in the Bay of Plenty for 20 years. And, okay, I had two divorces, but I also had two marriages. So I guess that balances the scales. But in as well as that, I... Well, I had a yacht and a windsurfer, and I spent a lot of time on the water sailing, and I used to do the Wednesday races with um, with my mate in his uh, 40. Really beautiful yacht. So I used to do a lot of yachting and water stuff. I was in the yoga club. Uh, I was actually in the committee of the yoga club for a long time, did a lot of yoga. Um, I was I played at the, there's two country music clubs and I used to play at both of those and sing da 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 um, I was in a um, barbershop chorus and Simon will remember that he was in it too and uh, he was a tenor and so and there was an amazing spiritual um, community and activities it was just so there was a whole lot of things I was involved in, and a lot of cycling, and, and a whole lot of other things that I was involved in, and they were nourishing, and I loved it. And so, my ego, it remembered all that wonderful stuff. And it also remembered the Wairapa, which is where I was born. And when I was a child, I couldn't wait to get out of it, because I didn't like the way my parents treated me. So... I left home at 11, went to boarding school, and I loved it because it wasn't here. 
it was away from home and the unpleasantness there. And then as soon as I left, finished that, oh, I'm going to stop the stones moving, sorry. As soon as I left, uh, finished school, bought it, I w went somewhere else. I never came back. And so I have negative memories of the wire wrapper. And the ego remembers it. So what does it do? It does this balancing thing. They are plenty, or Tauranga, versus Wairapa. Of course. I'm, so the ego wants to take me back to a past. It wants to, it wants to protect me from a past in the Wairapa, and so it says, no, don't go there. So the ego wants to protect me from something that happened a long time ago. And that's the point. It happened a long time ago. It's not now. <laughs> I'm not a child anymore. Oh, some might disagree. So I had to stop that. Rattle, rattle, rattle. You know, Tarong is great. Wire up is bad. Tarong is da, da 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 And it meant I'm probably going to have to cancel all of these. Well, at least the first few anyway. And probably all of them. The house that's going all the way through to September. I don't know how many there are six or seven I suppose all perfectly tailing in one after the other and it seems like oh it's meant to be so I'm trying to work the light I had to make a decision and so I just waited up wrapper they are plenty Tauranga in that moment wrapper felt lighter And the Bay of Plenty didn't feel bad. It just felt... It wasn't peaceful. Wairapa felt peaceful. Um, and so the Wairapa is basic... Well, the South Wairapa, where I am, is basically five... Very, like, five small towns. And so whatever facilities there are, they're just not as obvious as they are in the huge town of Tauranga, or Tauranga is a city. And so, again, you know, the benefits, ego-wise, logic-wise, appear to fit on the Tauranga side. But somehow I just felt light about the Wairapa. And so I decided, yes, I was going to have the root canal, and then I'll have to go back in three weeks' time, which means I have to cancel uh, some of the house sits. So my whole plan from, I don't know, probably a year ago, when I was going to come from <laughs> Australia to the Bay of Plenty to Tauranga, it's out the window. I've come from Australia to the Wairarapa, back to the, the Wairarapa that I hated as, from my childhood. But the world's different anyway. And so it's important to know that when we are making a decision from the ego, it's only ever from the past. It drags the past forward. And more importantly than the events of the past, it drags the decisions we make from the past. So if I've had, I don't know, I, I was brought up with lots of horses. I was brought up on a, a, a 22,000 acre farm. with We had about 40 horses. 70 dogs, so on. And so I probably learnt to ride a horse before I learnt to walk. And 
the basic thing was you weren't allowed, as kids, we weren't allowed to use a saddle until, um, how was it? Until we'd fallen off at least seven times. I think that was the rule, something like that. And so I've fallen off horses many times, even after I got my first saddle, which is a real buzz, so exciting. But anyway, for the first, probably, until I was about 10, so from about 4 years old to about 10 years old, I was riding bareback. And I'd be all day on a horse out there mustering and doing all sorts of things, whether it's cattle or sheep. And um, it's not that comfortable, but you get used to it. And it was such a thrill to get a saddle. But, so there was always the reward. So when I fell off a horse, I could have gone, Oh, it hurts, I hate horses. But somehow, <laughs> I, I think, I'm just thinking about it now. What happened was, whenever I fell off a horse, I was one step closer to getting a saddle. And I remember I got a saddle for my 12th birthday. Ah, oh, it was just the best gift out for all sorts of reasons. I mean, I loved horses. Um, but it's kind of, uh, how do you say, becoming a man, not, not that, you know, that kind of thing. It was another graduation. I'd, I'd done the, I mean, I'd fallen off way more than seven times by then in 10 years, gosh, uh, eight years. Anyway, but, so other people will fall off a horse and go, ah, that hurts, and they never go near horses again. Because the ego remembers, it hurt, I'm not going near horses. And so we always do that. And with our food choices, our mothers cooked something and we didn't like it. Somebody else cooks it nowadays. And we'll still say, no, we don't. I don't eat X, Y, Z, whatever it is. <laughs> Cabbage, broccoli, whatever. And because the ego remembers the decisions we make. I hate broccoli. It's not you hate broccoli. It's you hated broccoli in that moment, the way your mother cooked it, in the way that you were feeling in that moment. <clears throat> Now you're feeling different. Now you have different taste buds. Now you have a different cook, and it might be you. And we do cooking differently. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> um, I should turn this around because you've seen enough of me anyway. Here's this quite a nice scene out here by the river. So I don't know why I, I struggled. I forgot, and I sat in my ego for the last three years out of my power, in indecision, waiting for clarity. And clarity never happened, because clarity doesn't come with ego. And in fact, clarity doesn't come with, with vogue, with intuition. All that comes, I'm just giving you a wider view. Is this clever or not? Uh, don't do this. I don't know if that clicked off. The phone is doing something tricky. So just think about this. You're going to a cafe. You don't know what can happen once you get there. Every little decision we make, and we might choose this cafe or that one or that one, and we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what could happen if we just said hello to someone. We don't know what could happen if we chose this cafe we don't know what would happen 
from one thing to another and what can come from that. And if we go for a walk and, and say hello to someone on the way and we might end up in conversation and they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and, and the next thing we're doing, meeting, whatever, a whole lot of things can happen that we have no conception of in this moment. However, the intuition knows that. The intuition knows that if we do this thing now, then this and this and this will happen after that. Our ego does not know that. Our ego stops in this moment, whereas our intuition starts in this moment. And I've gone on way long enough. So <clears throat> I just have to remind myself before I make a decision, I have to decide what decision making I'm going to use. Is it ego? Or is it Vogue? It's my <laughs> my word for today, Vogue, which is simply God, intuition, gut feeling, spirit, whatever we want to call it. So thank you for listening. And I wish, I just feel so peaceful here. I could sit here all day. And so I wish you peace all day. <laughs>